Hello, welcome from the rookery end. England are winning the World Cup, Mike. Oh, whoopee do. <laughs> well, you know, trying to find a positive in this. Uh, my name's John, with me, Mike. Uh, Jason's here. Hello there. Uh, and back after a very long time away, Curtis from Denver. Hello. Uh, now, Curtis, we believe that you now have seen Watford lose for the first time within 90 minutes. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, now, the last time, this is quite cool, Mike. Okay. Curtis has a piece of paper in his pocket for a betting slip. He uh, put a bet on. What was the bet for? That we would get promoted on the 2014-2015 season. <laughs> he hasn't cashed it in yet, but he's got the betting slip still. So the last game he came to was at the beginning of that season. Can you remember which game it was? I can't, no. Well, I remember. Jason remembered. Sorry, Curtis. Sorry, it, everyone. It was Bolton, uh, 3-0. But let's talk about this game, which was uh, Watford nil, Stoke 1. Frustration, uh, Michael. Um, I'd, just an... An annoying game of football to watch, but not necessarily because of Watford. Uh, That's a rarity. No, I think Watford played their part in it being annoying to watch. I think we spoke to a lot of supporters before the game, and we were all like, sort of breathing in through our teeth. This is Stoke. We know what's going to happen. It's going to be difficult. We know what to expect. But I thought these players will be better than that. I think we're we're right to worry as supporters because we've seen it last year. We saw it the season before that, and everyone knows the way Stoke play. Everyone knows what they're about. But I thought, well, the players will be better than that. They'll rise above, and I think they'll have a game plan. When we saw the team, it felt like it was going to be taking it to them to be attacking. He brought Carrillo in, and I thought, yeah, we're going to go for it. And this team won't worry about all the sort of things that we worry about. They're sort of who's an absolute banana skin. But as it turned out, it was another. It was another Watford Stoke game. Lovely, lovely, lovely Stoke, Jason. They uh, they know how to play a game of football. They do. We uh, they absolutely played it to a tee today, didn't they? They did exactly what you'd expect of them. They scored a a goal from a set piece. That we, a good, a well taken goal. Well taken, but we won't be happy with that. It, it looked to me like Fletcher's shot, and then cleverly seems to be challenging him almost as the ball's in the back of the net. It looked a bit. Yeah, a bit soft from our point of view. I was, to let him score I was side on. There was no one within a hectare no. of him. Um, I mean, I will say that 99 times out of 100, that's going over the bar or wide or gets blocked. So, great finish from him. But um, they've obviously picked up that we've got no one on the edge of the box uh, from, from corners. And, you know, we, our eyes are all taken by the big men piling forward. And there's Darren Fletcher with all his experience to, to drive one in. But there was not a Watford player anywhere near him when he, when he took that. Um, great finish. Another day, like I say, it never goes in. And it's a completely different game. But it did, and we got that. Curtis, you, you know, you've seen these uh, players, you get to see them on television in high definition every single week, uh, thanks to the, the, the uh, television rights of America. Um, but you've seen them live. Any players, you know, we've been talking about these boys uh, for, for a while now. What were, what were the standout people for you? Let's try and find a positive out of these negative humbuggers over there. <laughs> I really thought when Gray came on, he changed the match. I thought we got a lot more offensive. I thought we were finally moving the ball around, creating chaos within the box before I thought we were sitting too far back and not challenging in the space and they were just sitting back and just happy to let us have possession so I really thought his inclusion in the game really changed things around I wasn't impressed at all with Carrillo I didn't like I don't know I just felt like he didn't add much of the game at all um, those are the two things that really stood out at me when I looked at when I think back to the match I think I'm, I'm on board with Curtis. I thought Carrillo, he didn't get, he didn't fire at all. I was quite excited to see him. I think the glimpses we've had of him so far this season have been very, very positive. But I think he was, 
he wasn't in the game I don't think today we needed him to hit the ground running because I think everyone to a man said we need to we need to start this game quickly we need to give Stoke questions to answer straight away and I think the link up between Firmino and him just wasn't happening at all and down the right that we, we offered very very little and that set the tone I thought I'm not going to point fingers at individual players but I thought that that didn't work and it set, set the tone for a, a very lacklustre and flat performance Yeah he did seem to just check back a bit too often yeah, in, yeah, in my eyes yeah. he just didn't seem to if he's a if he's a, a good pacey winger, he needs to be attacking the fullbacks. And it just seemed to me that he didn't really want to do that today. Uh, he, you might you our WhatsApp group you used the word sluggish, but he wasn't the only one. It, that midfield just just I think me that the midfield just felt slow. It just wasn't zipping around as much. It wasn't quite what you we've grown to love. No, I mean what I have loved about this Watford side is that either Chalabar and Pereira have got us moving forward. Uh, with purpose they've got the ball they've looked up and they've played the ball and you saw today in the second half I thought the second half performance was better but as soon as we got hit the flanks with any degree of pace or giving them something to run onto we got in behind almost every time we got the ball down there, down the wings and we just didn't have that that ball that that person that sort of fulcrum in the in the middle who's looking to get that that offensive movement going we missed Pereira we missed Chalabar today and it just it was almost like the Watford we've seen so many times in the Premier League when we haven't, have struggled. It's the creativity in the centre of the park. It was, it, it was just too collapsed. I think Capu was, was too willing to, to... He was looking to calm things down and um, it's sort of Decore sort of drive forward and Capu would almost like sort of say, calm down, let's, let's take it steady a bit. And I, I kind of get that, but... As we said at the top of the, the top, top of the podcast, do we know what we're going to get? Stoke are going to give you all the ball and you've got to do something with it. And we, well, as soon as we got any sort of pace and... Currently played a lovely ball in to give him his credit and down the down the right hand side. We got in behind so many times and you know some of the balls in were good, some of them weren't so good. But Butland didn't have a save to make and that's that's on us. We had 90 minutes, uh, we had 75 minutes of being behind. We knew what we had to do. We knew what Stoke were going to do. It's, it's up up to us to be better. Ultimately, don't let that goal in. It's a different game. We did and we didn't do enough to impact it. We've been known, uh, and you would have seen on the television in America, Curtis, the, the last-minute goals, the, the playing to the, the, the end of the game. That we kept seeing. That, that, the, the, the heads didn't drop, did they? No, and actually after um, was Adams missed that, hit the yeah. post, I really thought we were going to come back and get another last-second equaliser and just steal this match, and I would have loved nothing more than that. But, uh, no, it was good to see the fight. They did keep going. It really, at the end, really, until the end, I really thought we had a chance to pull, pull a point out of this. I think we could have done without the literal fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's great to see the fire in the bellies and you want to see that certainly against a team like them. But that's exactly what they wanted. Those yeah. two flare-ups at the end gobbled up a couple of minutes. I did something I never did today. I put my stopwatch on uh, for the last five minutes and the the altercation between um, Troy Deeney and, and Joe Allen, for which I think Troy might be in a little bit of trouble for those who haven't seen it. He's got his hands dangerously close to his eyes on his face. It looked uh, looked pretty bad, that one. Um, but, you know, that was enough, at least two or three minutes and he didn't he didn't add it on. But that's exactly what they wanted. The Stoke bench emptied and we're in the Watford technical area. It's all about mixing things up. It's all about making a mess of things and just making it easier for the ref to call time. And we, we fell for it. For the last five minutes, six, seven, eight, ten minutes, whatever, when we should have been kitchen sinking it, we were too busy getting getting riled and getting wound up. And I think that was, that for me, that was really disappointing that we fell for it for the last five or ten minutes because credit to Stoke everyone says they're big and physical they are big and physical but not overly so in, in their style of play it's just the way the way they set up I don't think they bully or foul or, or push or anything like that although Shawcross it's <laughs> so funny he's like so, he's obviously a massive unit but the, the way he goes down the whole time is absolutely pathetic and then as soon as there's a um, 
a hint of a punch up, all of a sudden he's a foot taller again. But um, so yeah, disappointed we fell into it. You know, I haven't got I'm nothing. I'm not going to. It's not Stoke's fault. They have a game plan. Uh, that's the way they play it. Uh, we weren't able to deal with it. They they go home with the three points, and you'd argue that they probably deserved it. They they executed their game plan a lot better than we did. They they didn't change the way we played. They played. We weren't able to play the way we do. We couldn't enforce it. They enforced it on us. We couldn't enforce it on them. I like to think that they don't deserve the points just for the goodness of football and the continuation of it being a great sport, <laughs> which England another World Cup champions probably. That's inter- an interesting point you make there. Obviously Mike and I have just had a debate over the, um, the Troy Deeney not giving the ball back incident about the greatness of sport. I think he should have done. Mike thinks he shouldn't have done. You don't have to. No. Absolutely not. I just say, and, and just for all the reasons as well that from from the start, Peters has gone down clutching his hamstring, I think, which he was during play as well. Maybe I'm being naive, but then whilst he's being treated, we haven't. One of our players hasn't gone over straight away to take the throw. We could have taken that throw really quickly. Had someone ready as soon as the ref was ready to go, chucked it out for a goal kick. Ref would have then wait if the goal kick would have wasted more time. He'd have added the time on the clock. They wouldn't have looked to an attack. They'd have booted out there pinged about a bit we'd have probably end up with the ball back and it all been we'd been ready to go again instead what's happened is like Mike said we've ended up with fisty cuffs and handbags and losing a load more time lost momentum and it and yeah and it just all went wrong but Curtis you are definitely a man who uh, is glad he comes over from America every few years to watch Watford play and not a team like Stoke Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I would uh, much prefer to watch uh, the style of football that we play than to slog through a Stoke match d- uh, day after day or to fly eight hours for that. My goodness. <laughs> but I think we have to we have to take responsibility as, as Watford. You know, we came out of the game last week and we were disappointed we didn't beat Chelsea. And like I said, Adam Drury made that great point. And Watford are too good to have their, their hair ruffled when they play decent against a, against a supposedly much better side. Well, we also need to be, I think, critical when we let's you know, not, not overplay it it's a difficult difficult team to play against but it's not like you don't know what's coming it's not like you don't you haven't well, got no, a clue. The, the, you so say you don't, don't know, yeah, but you say you don't know what's coming but actually we sort of know what's coming we don't know how we're going to handle that yet but that's, that's the first no 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 but the thing of you can't learn how to do something as a team as a unit when you've never been there before you can prepare as much as you like but actually, the, the little fighty bits, you can't prepare yourselves. Like you can say, hey, they're going to be tough. Oh, they're going to try and ruffle you. And you go, yeah, we'll be ready for that. But until it happens, you can't be ready for it's, it. It's so, it. So this is what I'm going to say is, Mooney, find the positive. <laughs> it's a learning experience. And actually, we've never played a team like this. This squad, Watford have many years, especially down the championship, never played a team like this. West Brom went ahead. They weren't backed against the wall in the league like Stoke were. So I think it'd be a really good... You hope that the conversations they're having in the dressing room now and after the rest of this week are, are, are to take this defeat and to take it forward in terms of ne- not just next time we play Stoke, the next time we play a team that is going to just shut down, what do we do differently than what we did today? Yeah, yeah I'm 100%. I'm absolutely, I'd be absolutely flabbergasted if they're not using it as an educational um, tool, something to move on from and, and to work out where they went wrong and to work out if we played this game again tomorrow, how we'd do better. I'm not bothered so much. I'm gutted we fell into the 
silly little traps at the end. But the, the game wasn't lost with, with Troy Deeney and, um, and Joe Allen at the end there. It was, we had, like I said, we had 75 minutes to do something and we, and we didn't manage to do it. And yes, you're right, we're, we're pretty much at the start of how many, how many games we played this season? Ten. Ten. So we're at the start of Marco Silva's tenure. You're right, we haven't played, um, we haven't had a, come across a situation like that. But we knew when you get the fixture list, Stoke City at home, you know, this, t- this is a team that's an allergic, literally has an allergic <laughs> reaction when they get the ball in the opposition half. Sardo Berahino, they don't want to score. They literally, <laughs> physically, something in their body reacts when they're close to the goal that means they can't kick it in. Well, they, Charlie Adams really good at goal. <laughs> and Berahino should have scored. All the Stoke fans thought it should have been a corner. It might be, might be proved wrong on match of the day. He fluffed it because he plays for Stoke and therefore I must not score. <laughs> So we know what's coming, and that, and I, but yes, of course, it's difficult to play against. But I expected more from us. I'm, I'm disappointed. I expected more from us. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Mike Sterling is parking. Here's a son called Arlo, and this is our feature, Michael Parkinson. It gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson, Arlo. Arlo, how are you? Good. It's nearly Halloween, isn't it? Is it on this Tuesday coming up at school? It is this Tuesday coming up. And it was a bit of a funny you mentioned Halloween, Arlo, because it was a bit of a horror show from Watford today. And I'd just like to ask you, you've started playing football these days. What do you think about losing? I think it's fine because it's not about winning, losing. It's all about having fun. It's not about winning, not winning the league, not winning not being the best team in the world it's just about having fun Arlo I think that's a terrific answer and uh, and we can all take something from that thank you very much for joining us and enjoy Halloween bye happy Halloween we're the Orns you're the Orns come on you Orns uh, Curtis it's been three years since you've been here Things have changed around these parts, haven't they, a bit? It's really amazing the changes in the stadium and, and everything around about this club. The culture, everything. The players on the pitch, the team shop, just the stadium itself. It's, um, it's really astounding. Um, when I came here in 2007 for the first match, um, we only had three sides. Um, we barely had a team shop. It was A team shop was a trailer outside, if I remember, at one point in time. It was uh, So to be here now and see all these changes... Um, it is really amazing, and if, if, and I'll say if Mar- uh, Silva leaves, um, I can, we can clearly go to any qualified, any uh, potential candidate, and just show them a timeline of the changes that I've done, the players that we've brought through and brought in, and uh, I think anybody would want to be part of this organization and would want to um, be part of something that is getting better year by year. See positivity out of the American well, what I want to know is okay thanks well, well it, don't don't ruin it Michael I'm not going to ruin it I'm not going to ruin it but I just wanted to uh, take things back onto onto the pitch a little bit and and we mentioned we haven't really looked at the game apart and the players individually yeah. um, we looked at I've mentioned Creo and, and Kiko uh, as Firmino not, not linking up and that being a bit of a, a disappointment but I just wondered what people felt about um, 
up top really and whether how we whether Troy was a, a effective this afternoon against their big guys and, and again I don't think they would they bully I don't think they they play on the edges they're just big and I don't know how effective Troy was I, and, and it's exactly the thing I've been sort of banging on about all season about this is a game for Troy because it's a team with big lads at the back and they're sitting back and being defensive there's no space in behind them for Andre Gray to run in behind so you're looking at Troy to, to yeah to hold the ball up and then distribute to the, the 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 more skillful players. It didn't quite happen for him to for him today, did it? Really? And, but having said that, I don't think it's just him. You talked about um, Carrillo struggling. I think Tom struggled a bit today as well. I think he was looking like you said, John. I think you said he had a he had a lot of time. He had a lot of things to think about. He was trying to have to make something happen with the limited options available. There wasn't much movement. But it did seem to end up with the ball at his feet and then him giving the ball away with balls into the box or yeah. balls somewhere that weren't quite working. It was a lot of you know going over to a Charleston, which I still love. I love the fact that they, they trust the young man to, 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 to you know, use him as an outlet. They, they just weren't as cohesive as they no. have been. And I think that's we're missing. I think it goes back to either Talibar or, or Pereira. That sort of, you feel confident you've got that flair, so you play with that little bit of extra zip and, and, and panache. Will Hughes came on as well. Uh, first time in the Premier League for him, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know if it's because he stands out. Uh, with his hair, uh, that I noticed him a little bit more. But he, 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 he would like, you know, say Crello being a little bit off, off, uh, off par. Um, he certainly zipped the ball a little bit quicker. But a man who hasn't played enough games. Yep, I thought he was neat and tidy, and I think that that's kind of we can we can put him in in that compartment and just say, yep, decent enough. Um, I think he struggled because he's not quite as big as some of the guys that he was having to come up against, and and it was almost kitchen sink time, wasn't it? So there was some high balls going in, and yeah, again, it's a, it's a Watford home performance that he would have rather rather played against Arsenal, if you like, than than that. But I think there's one man who you mentioned, Will Hughes, hasn't had any or if enough if football. Looking at some of the tweets during the during the game, Akaka, you know, would that have been? Would he have been? I mean, it's, I think it's fairly apparent that Marco Silva doesn't rate him. He hasn't appeared in a in a matchday squad no. since, since Liverpool, in which he played reasonably well and uh, certainly didn't play poorly enough to be to be banished to the wilderness. So, do we? You know, we spent a lot of time thinking about Marco Silva and talking about what he's done. Is he cutting his nose off despite his face a little bit with someone like Akaka, who he obviously doesn't fancy? I think there's a similar thing perhaps with we talk about Kapu and them not seeing eye to eye, but he's in. So really, our only tr- striking options, Andre Gray, Troy Deeney, both, you know, I wouldn't say they're out of form. I think they're, they're both getting what we expect from them, but neither of them are scoring. Akaka for 20 minutes this afternoon, get just lumping the ball in, letting them worry about that for... 20 minutes I, I, I think does he not feel Jason though if you put a Karkov on it's a complete it's a very it's a big change in system is that why he might be worried about not playing a Karka I, I wouldn't have thought so not necessarily I, and again you look at the bench today we had two fullbacks and a centre back that can play fullback surely there's room for a Karka on there having a, a well he's a big fella Jason I'm not quite sure when he does those seats <laughs> but yeah. yeah you need to drop two players off the bench <laughs> there's, there. pl- there's but plenty I, of room on both benches because both of them spent the whole time fighting each other <laughs> on the touchline <laughs> again yeah. So yeah, if if he's bought Gray on as a second attacking option, let's say we, we're talking in hindsight here, we're talking after the game. What if we'd have been one 0 up and been a bit more backs against the wall, a la Chelsea last week when he took Troy off and bought Ben Watson on? Akaka surely would have been a, a a better option there, someone to to hold the ball up if he needs to take Troy off for whatever reason. 
Gray certainly wouldn't have been that man in that situation. I, I just think when you, you probably want more attacking options on the bench to try and change your game than you do defensive options. So have 50% of your outfield players being defensive options. I think Akaka would have been a, a better choice there for me. The boy wonder, uh, Ricky from Rio. What do you think of him, uh, Curtis, for their first time live? I thought he was really impressive. Um, he looks good on TV, but did a chance to see him live and see his movement off the ball and the way he affects the game and players on the opposing team move to him. Um, it was really impressive, and I just hope that we can hang on to him for a couple of years. I think it was it was a tough afternoon for for Richarlison, and it's, it was the first time I thought I saw his his shoulders slump a, a little bit because we've we've praised him to the to the high heavens for the for the first eight or nine games he's appeared in, and and rightly so. But we've said one of the key things, the most impressive things, is how he just keeps keeps going. Yeah, he gets yeah. up, and then today you know there's a couple of incidents where he went down a little bit easy. I think he went down holding his face, a delayed reaction, which. You don't. That's that's indicative of things not going your way, isn't it? When yeah. when you start doing that and you get you clutching at straws a little bit, and I think he once he got going a couple of times down the left in the second half, I thought just go at them, just go at them, and try and get a you know there's a there could well be a penalty or draw a second yellow card from one of them, um, but it didn't didn't quite happen happen for him today, and I was just just desperately disappointing looking at Curtis opposite me because we've seen better from, from everyone on that pitch this, this season and uh, you know credit to Stoke they came and stoked us um, we said before it was going to be another test for us and you know unfortunately it's, it's one, one we've we failed again um, taking the positives yeah let's we've, let's feet back on the ground a little bit isn't it um, we're still in the right area of the Premier League table um, uh, but, we're, but we realise we're far, far from the finished article. Dust ourselves off, we'll, we'll, we'll go, uh, go again uh, uh, away at Everton, but I do wonder whether we'll see the, um, see the big Italian on the, uh, on the plane or the coach or the train, however they get up to, to Merseyside, because they're going to be scrapping. You know, they've got David Unsworth in charge, you know, defensive, he'll have them set up. He won't be, he, he'll know what's coming in Troy and Andre Gray. He'll have seen enough Premier League football to, to know what to expect from those guys. So they'll be well drilled, uh, looking to get up a, a win at home. So I just wonder whether we're looking for something a little bit different, a bit of protection up there to get the ball to stick. So let Richarlison, let Carrillo, let whoever's going to be doing the doing the dancing, do that with a bit of confidence. So if they get a ball in, you know, Hollabas, how many times did he get the ball in? And it was just nodded away by Zuma or or whoever in there. It was just too easy for them. So uh, I just wonder whether we might see Akaka. I think his is or his is or sort of. Spidey sense might have pricked up a little bit today watching that, thinking, right, if I put a shift in during training, this might be, might be, um, might be my chance. Don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater. Still a pretty impressive uh, and entertaining, enjoyable start to the season. But, yeah, definite fly in the ointment over the last couple of weeks. So Curtis, um, you're going to have to go and get this betting slip. Um, do you know how much it's worth? Um, I don't know. I was for it's a four pound bet. I'm not exactly sure what the odds were. It was. I'm not sure they were going to honor it after <laughs> after all this time. We shall see. So um, Hang on, we have we have a, I think we have a, a live update from the uh, the bookies. Seven to two apparently. Seven to two. That's uh, what would you get for that? I don't think it's going to cover your effort. You're not going to be able to upgrade to uh, business class on the way back, mate. Eighteen quid, okay. I think. Oh. 
And promotion, of course. So actually, as the bet goes, it was worth millions. It's priceless. Update also, um, Ollie Wicken, who was on the podcast last week, said that he's always wanted to go to uh, away games under different modes of transport. Uh, and on the podcast last week, he thought he'd never be able to go by water because, A, Watford don't play in Europe yet and you can get a ferry. Uh, also, we haven't had global warming, so there aren't more water around. But Nick uh, Cordell, Cordell uh, tweeted him saying... You could get a canal boat to Old Trafford. So Ollie is investigating an away trip via canal boat to Old Trafford. Maybe there might be, there might be some other places you can go by a canal boat. Maybe an FA Cup game. Um, Impressive the lengths we're going to talk about anything other than today's defeat. Isn't it? We're talking about barges, thirty-year-old betting slips. Yeah, anything but football, right? Um, well, let's talk about the, one, the biggest sort of one, not the, one of the big talking points this work, uh, week uh, at Watford was uh, the titty tattle, the chat going on about Marco Silva uh, being the man to take over at Everton. Now, I don't want to talk about that in particular. It's all got me thinking about, okay, look, if we're, we're career counsellors for Marco Silva, if we're sort of advising him on his next step, every Watford manager moves on, let's just be clear about this, hopefully they move on for positive things, not negative things. Where would you want to sort of advise him to go to next, Michael? I'd want him to work out how we beat Stoke City at home. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And if he can do that, what job... Because yeah, it, 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 it felt like Everton's not enough. Oh, look, I think we're absolutely... Hopefully we're a long way from Marco Levy. Yeah, I think absolutely. we're going to have a season and if he can deliver what, you know, what, what I've wanted for this season was more consistency. I think from the last two seasons we've had a defensive unit that can perform well, we've struggled creative, with creativity, we haven't scored enough goals. It feels like we're on the right path now and if he can carry that upward tra- trajectory of Watford turning in uh, Premier League style, Premier League level performances week on, week out, that's what I want from him. And then I think, you know, kind of, if, he, if, if we get the full two years out of him, and Watford carry on improving and we can get a top half finish um, and a decent cup run, develop players so young players join us and, and get better under his, under his stewardship, then you know, that's how he'll see it panning out, I think. I think we'll be, if we carry on like this, I think we'll be lucky to get two years out of him. But that would be that would be my advice to him if I was his, uh, his dad or his agent or his, <laughs> or his brother or whatever, whoever, whoever advises him. But what I want from him is to, you know, I don't, I don't want to think about what's next for Marco necessarily. I want him to deliver for this football club. Absolutely, I'm not saying that. We're a bit of fun, Mike. I know, I know. We're a bit of fun, Absolutely. Mike. Where do you want him to go? I'm going to ask Curtis. Curtis, yes, yes. if there's a club or clubs that you think you want, and I'd, actually, I'm going to broaden it out. Mm-hmm. Richarlison's doing really well. Decoy's doing really well. We're going to, they're going to move on. Players move on. Are you, are you their you agent? Are you their agent? I'm just Should saying. I want to talk about di- the, where, like. It, it's always nice when you see players move on and do well. No, it's not. Watford. I want to stay here. Yes, okay. oh, God, I'm leaving you alone. Where do, where do you reckon he should be going next? If, he, if you want to, you want, you're getting his career counsellor, where should he go next? Um, I, if I had to think about it, I'd say probably the best option for him in his future would be Watford. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you lot of rubbish. But Jason, let's think about this one. He picked Watford. So let's say yeah, he's not going to leave Watford. He's got to have a club that's going to make him want to go away. He picked Watford above many clubs. And the thing that must have attracted... Why did he pick Watford? Why did he pick Watford? Well, I think we're preaching to the converted, aren't we? But picking <laughs> Watford, he can see the, the infrastructure that's in place that allows him to apply his management style and only worry about what he does with his starting eleven. We think he's had a bit more of a say in transfers this summer, don't we, as well? So 
is it has he been given a level of control that he wants that he likes without having to overthink it there must be something there that has set him apart or set Watford apart from the other clubs he could have gone to like Porto for example I think Porto was on the table for him wasn't it so yeah it's got to be that and and the fact that I mean we've seen it already haven't we I say preaching to the converted I mean what the stadium's looking great it's an opportunity where being successful at Watford doesn't mean having to win a trophy every season it's it's all relative it's going to be a good league performance and the fans will let him know when he's being successful and the reaction to the to the winner at Arsenal a couple of weeks ago has shown him because he's seen it he's talked about it in the press he knows the fans like him at the moment and I think it's those sort of things that have attracted him to Watford and hopefully will keep him here for a long time he's got he's got an important job because there's that article was it in the Guardian about the um, how satisfied Premier League supporters yeah, yeah, yeah. are as a rule and um, and it's something that Dave Dave Levy mentioned before we got promoted is like he had that little kernel of doubt as to whether life in the Premier League is going to be as fun as in the Championship for example and my personal take on it is and you know we're you know Curtis has come you know 20 hour round trip to see Watford at home to Stoke but he's still got a massive smile on his face right that's what being a football supporter is you be there to be part of something um, to, to watch the game and I, I think really entertainment is great and winning is great but it's just being there it's being in your seat seeing the same faces smelling the same smells um, getting excited getting disappointed that's what it's all about but I can see both sides of it so Marco Silva's got a very very difficult job he has got to deliver something that keeps everyone interested keeps their owner's happy and keeps him um, and you as his agent happy with careers counsellor happy with the way that his career is going so it's you know it's really important it's a massive massive challenge for him and I think that he's come to Watford yes at a good time because we're we feel a bit more established in the Premier League yes we've got a good squad of players but I think the expectation level on him because of his start is is, it has ratcheted up a little bit, you know. It was it was quiet again here for the for the kickoff against Stoke. I'd, that's fine. It's Stoke at home. No one's that excited about it. But the atmosphere was sort of that of a little bit of expectation. There was a smattering of boos at half time. It was really like after twenty minutes, a lot of aggro that was going. No, will you be quiet? Well, you know, Have it, yeah, it's not it's not with ten minutes to go. It's oh, it's two minutes to go till half time. <laughs> not two minutes to go to the end of the game. It was a little bit OTT for my liking. Yeah, people, you know, people have a right to express themselves how how they. Speak. No, they are, but sensibly. <laughs> well, they. It's, Look, they can do what they want but so what I'm saying is you know there's there's a there's a job on here and 10 games in um, it's far from certain that the season's going to pan out as, as well as we hope we've lost um, key players with Chalabar still on crutches and, and Pereira obviously is, is very uh, injury prone as we just see uh, Mark Hughes get helicoptered off uh, <laughs> is it or is it Cammy? I saw Cammy here today it's probably his helicopter yeah in the Ladbrokes helicopter or something like that um, so yeah I think it's, it's a tough tough job for, for Marco Silva, and I think he'll be he'll be he'll be fully focused on it. If I want, if I was going to be happy to see him go somewhere, I'd want him I'd want him to be in like a top top four club. Top because I I think I like in the short time he's been here. I like the way that the club feels with him at the helm. I like the way the players reacted. I like the way that barring today they've had a had a smile on their face, and I think he's he's getting a lot of good stuff out of out of some a talented group of players. So wherever he goes next, I hope it's great. And I think we should take it as a as a feather in our cap, if you like, as a positive thing that he's being talked about um, as as uh, as replacement in in you know big football clubs. A podcast by Watford fans 
for Watford fans. This is from the rookery end. Mr Curtis, Everton next. 5-0, 7-0, what do you reckon? Oh, clearly 7-0. Um... No, I think... That what, 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 what do you think after, you know, losing against Chelsea, which was sort of not, not obvious, um, but was a bit of a letdown, today was a very different game. What, does this, what, what type of performance do you think you need to see next week? I would like to see growth after this match, because I think we've come a long way. Let's keep, keep that in mind. We have, we have still coming to our ground and parking the bus. Um, for me to think that would happen, I mean, year... Uh, Years ago, teams would come here thinking they'd get three points, let alone trying to park the bus and keep us from scoring. So I'd like to see them because, like, like Mike said, they're clearly going to try to play the same defensive strategy. I do believe that if we can just show more movement, see improvement on that lines, because that's where we're going to be start seeing from the teams that, I'm happy to say, below us <laughs> at this point in the season, are going to have to start to look how they can stop us from scoring. And so I think an evolution in that it would be uh, an improvement to me. Um, I would like to see uh, a 1-1 draw coming out of that one. Jason, 1-1, good enough for you. Yeah, Goodison's always a, a, a tricky place to go. I'll take a point just to, just to stop the rot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. That's awful. And I think what we need to do is, is what we did in the second half against Arsenal last week. We, we were holding on to the ball against um, Arsenal last time we were here. We were holding on to the ball well against Stoke today, but we never really seemed to step up the tempo. It, it, it just turned into sort of balls into the box that Stoke were dealing pretty comfortably with. So I think it will, what we will need to do, and, and it's fine, you're away from home, let's soak up a bit of that early pressure. But at some point in the game, we will need to step up the tempo and see if we can get the goals that we know we've got in the team. How do we step up the tempo? Does, does one uh, Robbie P have to start that game, or at least... Is it that important? Are we, do we have a squad, Mike, that's so on a thin line that Chalaber and him go and we change completely? Yeah, well, I think, I think yeah, our squad is excellent. I think it's the best squad we've had in a long time. But, yeah, we're not so good that we can't lose players like Pereira and Chalaber and not, not have an impact on the game. I think they will, they will want to um, perform better than they did today. They will see Everton as an opportunity to get back on, on winning track. I know you guys have rightly said that a draw would be a good result, but... You know, the way Watford have played up until today, you'd say, right, we'll go and mix it with Everton and we will, uh, we'll be confident at least having a good crack at having, getting, getting a point, you know, getting three points. So um, I think Pereira playing is unlikely if it's his hamstring, which is, is what, they've, what they've said. I think is, they'd be daft to rush him back. So um, I think we can, we can work on the basis he's going he's gonna to miss Everton and uh, they'll just have to work, a, work out a way of, of, of being better, quite frankly. Everton will be a different challenge, but a challenge it will be. And... Um, yeah, I'd just like to see us back to our sort of swashbuckling best, which is going to be difficult. It's a Premier League; you can't you can't dance your way through it. Yeah, let's. I want them to, to to part this one, get it out of their system, go through it on Monday, work out what each of them could have done better. Because I think everyone out there could have done better. And I think you're right. The thing that's driven us this year has been that impetus, that that forward motion, that. Um, uh, there's been electricity running through them they've managed to get the ball moving and, and get uh, opposition on the back foot never got that today um, which is what we needed from the start didn't happen uh, we've suffered as a result they'll know what they need to do next week so yeah better start um, let's just go and do it shall we <laughs> just go and do it uh, thank you for listening uh, do make sure you subscribe via the different platforms uh, and follow us on social media at Watford Podcast uh, before you leave, Curtis, we need you to finish this podcast with a good old American. Come on, you horns! <laughs> Come on, you horns! <laughs>